This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. The last thing we have is smart people on this show. If it has a throttle, of course, we're here. Two million Americans also uh, like to get our auto expert, giving them the news. Goodness knows why. We're a whole bunch of uh, misfits and science experiments, including Auto Andy. It's me. <laughs> Thanks for coming to work today. And uh, and what are we calling you? Airflow Anthony? Yeah. Air, air, oil filter. Oil filter sensor. Anthony. Yeah. Um, this is this has been going on for weeks now, and it's funny to me that uh, Andy asked for me for the correct pronunciation of my last name today. You did? Yeah. What is it? What is your first name? <laughs> my name is Anthony. 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 It's funny that um, I t- explain to everybody every day. Why you drop the H? No. Yeah, there's no... An- it's Anthony and that, Cleopatra. Yeah. It's not Anthony and Cleopatra. It's Anthony. And I it's, see. It's English, not Americanish. so just letting you know. Um, <laughs> I'm already couple. upset. You are? Well, oh, I'm sure, wow. I'm sure all the listeners are, too. <laughs> uh, you know, I am an American before everybody starts, just happened to be having a father that was in the military. No, he is. I've seen the green papers. The green papers. Yeah, he is. He's legit. He checks out. Uh, car show. That's what we're talking about. That's what we do. Despite, you know, poking each other in the ribs the whole time. Uh, a very packed show today. I want to tell you that uh, it, despite the fact that there is a bank of car ads, there is a football game uh, nicely sandwiched around them coming up, uh, uh, which we enjoy once a year. Yeah. Um, which is nice. But there are other things that happen as well. Um, Chicago Auto Show happened. We enjoyed. We went. We saw new vehicles. And we will be having a smattering of that today. Mike uh, Koval, uh, Mike Koval will be here from Ram Trucks. We'll be talking about the announcement that Ram will be electrified. Every other truck company is doing it. Why shouldn't they? We have the Ford Lightning. Mm-hmm. We have the Chevy Silverado EV. And we will have uh, Ram doing the same. Well, there is nobody higher up on the on the tree of Ram than Mike Koval, and he will be here to tell us uh, how Ram is electrifying their brand. Uh, Mike Cadell, not to be confused with Koval, which both of you had no clue when I was talking about it, did no, you? I was I was completely I, they, it's the same person to me. Technically, Mike Cadell and I are your bosses. Uh-huh. And you couldn't recognize the difference between your boss and the head of Ram Trucks. I, I thought is, it was weird that you didn't have his phone number or he didn't have yours. I'm like, this is a little a little odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird. So I mentioned, hey, when Mike Koval calls, who is the president of Ram, just so everybody's clear, could you tell him here is my phone number because he wants to connect with me? And then you said, he doesn't have your number? <laughs> and you thought I was talking about Mike Cadell, who is my business partner and the head of our auto expert with me it's very confusing yeah there's we should just probably just leave it there before it gets even more confusing <laughs> too many vowels yes too many vowels for all of us uh we have some really interesting uh car information and stories today 
Um, 43 minutes is all it took for one guy to lose his driver's license after he passed his test. <laughs> Let me tell you about that. Legend. It's not, not me, yeah. by the way. No. Uh, it took you a little longer. Yeah. But um, it took you quite a while to get your driver's license. How many? You were eligible <coughs> at what? You were eligible at 16. Well, in, in yeah, the 16. state you live in is 16. Mm. Right. You were eligible at 16. You got it at? Uh, a brisk 37. Yeah. Yeah. So you just waited. Just in time. Yeah, yeah. 21 years. I just yeah. waited for... You know, a whole another person to be like born. a good wine. Yeah, I age. <laughs> you let it mature in the barrel. And what's funny is that I unlocked a hidden talent. I'm really good at it. I should really be like a NASCAR driver. It's clearly not driving a manual. What is that no, hidden talent? No, it's not. I don't even know. There's two brake pedals. I don't understand. <laughs> one makes the car r- stop really fast, and the other one <laughs> takes a little bit longer. I don't. You have confusing. to hit something usually. Yeah, it's confusing. Um, what is the hidden talent you believe you have? I'm just really good, like cornering all day. <laughs> like I'm so good at that. I can parallel park in my sleep. It's so good. I, I watched a little like visual on YouTube on how to do it in the parking lot, and it was that was it. That's all. I, I just have to, to tell you, Anthony, that I parked the car in the garage the other day. Nothing like special, but I had to park two cars, and 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 our studio is, which is we call it the garage, but our studio is. 10 feet wider than any normal area of its size. And he goes, why are you so good at this? It's 10 <laughs> feet wider. <laughs> I'm like, I am? Well, see, the the when the, the thing that you're talking about, that would have took me 20 minutes. Because that would have been like a 47-point <laughs> turn, you know what I mean? Like a couple inches there, a couple inches back, a couple inches front and back. And you... And it's 10 feet wider than a normal... You drove in like going 35 backwards <laughs> like you were doing like you're Jason Bourne or something trying to get away from people. Like it was totally insane. <sighs> like how did you do that so quick without hitting absolutely everything in your in your way? And you didn't. It was flawless. Probably one of the smallest vehicles that we've reviewed at least in my time was the Archimoto from Eugene yeah and I was with Andy when he reversed it <laughs> into the you know the giant garage slash studio and it I was in the back seat forever it was less than 30 degrees and there's no windows and it absolutely took forever for us to slowly trot into the garage and get the door down it was a great time though Andy and I appreciate it <laughs> I don't I'm a big dude I don't like go it's hard for me to go backwards when I can't see nothing I thought he was trying to freeze me Every- out. I thought it was like a hazing period. <laughs> you know, you know that most cars, um, they have different sounds when you back up, especially electric cars or anything. They have like beeps or whatever they have because a lot of them are silent, <clears throat> like delivery trucks, or they have sounds when you back up. Andy's car, when you back up, it plays the ending credits from The Incredible Hulk. Oh, come on. Three or four times just in the time he backs yeah, up. This, this is going to be a long process. Yeah, it just takes a while. Uh, we haven't even got through what's on the show. I'm just telling you. So what else is on the show today? Uh, Esteban Plaza Jennings is going to join us to talk about the Bronco, uh, the brand new Bronco uh, that was in The King of Hammers. Um, the Bronco... Uh, I can't even. There's so many new Broncos. There is the Pope edition. Do you even know about that? There's a Pope edition Bronco. Ooh, bulletproof. No, oh, that's where you go. Yeah, because you, you can't shoot the bulletproof. The Pope mobile. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, but it's, it's not for the Pope. It's actually the Pope edition, and it it it's white with red stripes and steel wheels. I'm not sure why it has steel wheels, but it has steel wheels. But all the money is donated to the homeless. That's why it's called the Pope edition. Is, is, is it true that Jesus takes the wheel? 
It does. It does. And the the windshield wiper fluid has holy a, water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see through all the evil. Get it? Be gone, um, evil. I actually, that would be a really good question to ask Ford. I'm going to text know. them right now. Does the does it come with holy water in the windshield washers? <laughs> it has to. <laughs> um, I'm just going to text them right now and ask them. The the that's probably very irreverent and very on a Saturday. Hey, do you guys got holy water in your mobile? <laughs> So inappropriate <laughs> and wrong, and you've just got your seat in the de- place below. Yeah. Um. I no. All the money goes to help the homeless, which I think is a loving and wonderful thing to say. Um. But they have the new Bronco Raptor, and it was at the King of Hammers, and I think uh, that we're going to hear all about it from Esteban Plaza Jennings, who is awesome. I'm interested about the King of Hammers because that makes me think of like Norse mythology. Does it? Thor. Do you know anything about the King of Hammers? Uh, it was forged out of anger. No, it's the most. I would. I'm looking for the the adjective here. It is the most extreme off road event in the United States. There is huh. not more extreme, and and I'm talking about more than you having to walk to get coffee in the morning. That's pretty extreme. Yeah. So it's more than that. Yes. It's oh, extreme. I'm scared. Um, the, the vehicles have to survive the King of Hammers. They get their backsides kicked. So what? You, you only start out with three wheels, and you got to forge a fourth to get down the road. That type of hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's the rocks, the the rock crawling. The oh. I mean, we're talking about desert running. We're talking about extreme off roading. I would definitely cheat. Far. Che- How do you cheat? Know that right now. Get Uber. from here to here. You just do it in any way you can. It's, a, it's extreme. Anton Warman's going to join us, and uh, so is uh, James Bell, my pal, my friend, my confidant, who is uh, in charge of all things when it comes to talking about Kias. They had some new vehicles. At, we have him down to talk about the Kia Stinger, but I don't know how we could resist talking about other fun stuff. So uh, James Bell is joining us to talk about deliciousness at Kia, the Challenger brand. By the way, they're winning every award. I'm, I'm going to call James and say, can we just talk about Kia things in general? Yeah. Every time I open an email, it's like, Kia won this, Kia won that, Kia won the best in this, Kia won the best electric vehicle, and they have so much more. I do want to tell you, uh, when you need auto parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer, they offer convenience options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'Reilly.com and pick up uh, for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. They'll have, uh, they have to bring everything out to the curbside for you, or you can just choose to have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most every order over $35. Get your orders quickly with O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. And I need parts for my vehicle. Guess where I'm going? O'Reilly. Oh, we didn't even have to pay for that singing too. You're a, you're a master at it. But don't do it again, please. Uh, so uh, coming up soon, uh, Mike and I are going to talk about the Chicago Auto Show. We have our favorite vehicles, and I'm surprised the fact that Mike actually has a long list of Fords in his driveway, and uh, he did not pick a Ford of his, as his favorite vehicle at the show. Which is interesting. I did, however, uh, pick a Kia. I thought the uh, the Kia e- uh, EV6 was the one vehicle I want to own right now. Mm. And I have also a long list of Ford. I've, n- I've never been the champion of Fords. I just happened to end up with uh, two of them brand new ones in my driveway, which I really liked. But there was also a bunch of really cool Nissan stuff uh, there. There was also Toyotas. Holy cow. There was some new Toyotas that were amazing. Their new Sequoia 
we're going to talk about. Nice. The new Tundra, the capstone trim level. Do you like luxury, Andy? Yes. Uh, luxury. We're going to talk about that. That's all coming up on our Auto Expert. You want to stay tuned because I have got some stuff you're going to enjoy coming up next. You're listening to our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert, this is the show. It's on YouTube and on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at OurAutoExpert.com. And when you direct messages, Automatic Andy will direct message you right back again, if you're not careful. Uh, joining us in the studio is Automatic Andy, as well as uh, Airflow Anthony. And on the phone, the other half of our auto expert is Mike Cadell. Uh, Mike, it's mechanical Mike. Hey, mechanical Mike. Yeah. The, the Come team, on, let's get it right. The team this morning had a little bit of trouble defining between you, Mike Cadell, and Mike Covell, who is the president of RAM. They got you both confused. They didn't understand why I didn't have your phone number. So we had to just go through a couple of things saying, no, Mike Covell is the president of RAM. Mike Cordell is the president of our auto expert. And there's a definition between the two. And so they, they understood after I explained it with crayons, but they're, they're okay now. There's too many letters. <laughs> Wait, they all start with M. Yes. Mike, uh, <laughs> Mike Nick actually goes over this weekly with me, and I still get it wrong. <laughs> but we're okay now. Uh, we spent some time at the Chicago Auto Show, um, and... Interestingly enough, I just have a byline here. Mm. Um, I've been, you know, I've been vegan for a, uh, probably just over a year. I think uh, I've been fairly vegetarian and healthy for about two years. Been vegan for over a year, and every time we go anywhere, Mike's very, um, he's very gracious, and and he will eat uh, at places that I can find things to eat. Uh, for myself, and often when we get food, he'll just partake in. You know, I get food brought to us he'll partake in vegan stuff and uh he he's last few times has had vegan hamburgers and you've really enjoyed it in chicago didn't you <laughs> i can neither confirm or deny yeah. <laughs> um you know uh, so the answer is yes i mean you know when i eat food like for me i don't and the beauty is i don't have to like really classify it like whether it's meat or not meat or it's you know i'm a pescatarian i just eat man like i love food so you know what? Nick and I went to an incredible pizza place outside of Detroit a couple months back, and it was like on a flower crust. And, you know, it was, it was just a, a very clean-eating place, and I appreciate and, and respect his tenacity. Anybody that knows Nick has known that the last year and a half, two years, he's been on this incredible journey of both internal and external, you know, development as far as losing some weight and getting himself in a much better uh, position while we're on the road. We look back and look at pictures and I applaud and respect the fact that he's gone to a vegan path of diet. My wife is also very much into healthy eating. And so on the road, it helps us both be a little cleaner in how we approach. I drink less when I'm on the road uh, with Nick, which in the auto industry is like, ah, I got to but uh, yeah, man, it's cool. I appreciate it. And when we go to these auto shows, it's uh, a lot of times it's, uh, it's just, we eating badly because you're you're seeing so many new cars, trucks, and SUVs. It's hard to uh, think about planning good meals out. And we did see we saw a lot of cool stuff while we were in Chicago, didn't we? We did really. You know, you mentioned Mike Koval at the very beginning. You know, I had a chance to to interview him part of our live stream from the Chicago Auto Show, and and I've spent a little bit of time with Mike in the past, but 
you know, it, it's it's so funny. You know, you'll see people that when they you see a picture of a person, and then and then you see the, a picture of a car, and they almost look the same. Like <laughs> he embodies everything that Ram Truck represents, right? He is, you know, total Mister Americana. Like he's Detroit guy, and um, when you see him talk about trucks, he's incredibly passionate about it. They have their yeah, don't uh, don't blow it edition. don't blow it too much because he's coming on after you. Yeah, so he he had a really cool uh, product in his booth, proud to serve, and I'll let him tell you a little bit more. But you know, Ram they're now second in command on sales numbers, right behind Ford, yeah. and their products are incredible. So you know what, we saw a lot of cool things at the show, a lot of electrification. But I always tell everybody the same thing. Chicago's like the blue collar truck show. Yeah. It's not where you're going to see a bunch of debuts from the standpoint of like modern tech. You're going to see like what I always say Joe and Mary Smith can buy today. Yeah. Um, run us through some of the products that impressed you the most. So, truck guy, right? Going to a truck show, you're going to think about trucks. Uh, Nissan had three debuted uh, concept vehicles in their booth. We talked a little bit about Project 72, which is a retro throwback, which I think is cool on a modern chassis. They had Project Adventure, uh, which is another really cool uh, truck. It's all about off- overlanding. It's got tents on top, Yakima Rack, and then Project Hardbody, which is uh, meant for kind of that Baja trail running. One day they had in their booth, uh, we didn't talk about it all that much, but I, boy, I want to talk about it as much as I possibly can. It's the Rebel Rally version after the all-female, all-women uh, overlanding uh, off-road events, one of the largest off-road events in the country. So you, you kind of had a chance to take a look at those three cool vehicles built on the, the Frontier, which is a $28,000 starting price truck. The Capstone, you and I, Nick, spent a lot of time with the Toyota Capstone over the last few days. That's the Toyota Tundra, their uber luxurious edition with diamond cut 22-inch center wheels. I mean, they're beautiful. Oak on the interior, beautiful white leather seat, big entertainment screen on the inside. Like, it's a $76,000 competitor to the Ram 1500, you know, limited. So there's there's trucks at the show. That's what's great. You had a little bit of electrification uh, over there in BMW. It was great to see BMW at an auto show. And while they were there, they showed off the BMW iX M60, which is their high-performance edition. And it's just great to see that stuff, you guys. Yeah, I think uh, they've done a good job. We even saw uh, the the new Silverado, which we haven't seen in person, right? And you got—I don't know—you right. you wanted it. You wanted it, didn't you? I did. I uh, am a Ford guy. Everyone knows it, and that Silverado EV absolutely blew me away. I thought it was so cool. It's very, very cool. I can talk for hours on the technology that's going to differentiate it from other competitors. I think also going to Camp Jeep for the first time and seeing how tall uh, they've made Camp Jeep was a pretty impressive. 128 feet in the air. It was touching the ceiling. The Jeep 392 every time it went up that ramp. It was super cool, man. It was just a loud roar inside the whole convention center. And by the way, I just want to say, I know we're going to hit, hit the break here in a minute, but congratulations to the team that runs the Chicago Auto Show. Yeah. Like, holy smokes, congratulations. You pulled it off. People were cool. Um, Lot Chicago, more- the state of Illinois, lifting mandates. Like, it, it, we're getting there, guys. We're yeah. almost there. A lot more people than we expected. I think we thought that people wouldn't show up. And definitely on media days, uh, there was a lot of familiar faces. A lot of people showed up. And there was a lot of new product. And we thought there wouldn't be That's that right. much. That's right. There's a lot of great product there. Andy, as we, as we get ready to hit the commercial, I just want you to hear this. You ready? Yeah. You hear that? 
That's me sitting in my Bronco, and I'm actually wrenching on it as uh, I. Oh, right now. Mike oh, Cordell. Awesome. Mike Cordell, <laughs> you can hear him at Our Auto Expert. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Over 17,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream it. Uh, join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. You'll find it all at Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, and getting some interesting daily automotive news and information uh, is uh, Andy going to give it to us. I. <coughs> I just want everyone to know that I I feel like I am now an automotive expert, like a level one. Uh, it's like a Jedi thing. Yes, it is. I am I am no longer a Padawan. I am now a Jedi master, but oh. like a low level one, like one that's not really in the. Story. How do the levels work of car master? Uh, so like you would be a third degree black belt. All right. Or you would be like Yoda, but not green. <laughs> but you guys have a cool accent, so okay. it makes sense. All so right. I would, and Mike would be like Mace Windu. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because he's a he's he's super close to that style. Okay. And then I would be like the little kid, the little guy that just knows how to move the X-wing. Okay. But I got a lightsaber. Okay. I'll use it. Okay. And I'm going to use the lightsaber today on the 2021 Ford Escape. Four-wheel drive. Fast-wheel drive. That's what the F Front-wheel drive. F- front, fun-wheel. Fun-wheel drive. Fun-wheel drive. The one that we had was a little more spendy, but they start at $43,025. By the way, I love this car. When it came into our fleet, the, tw- the 2021-2022 are identical. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, I, I did not think I would like this car as much as I do, but it's amazing. Yeah, there isn't much wrong with it. I mean, it really is like a fun, fun drive. Well, if it was half the price, it would be much better. <laughs> but that's yeah. the same with pretty much any car. Yeah, I don't know. Forty k is a little much, but it is fun. It is really cool. Um, it just it, over like overall though, like taking a step back and looking at the car, it kind of makes me wonder like, why don't we just keep the hybrids? And the reason being is that just on the gas alone, it'll get forty miles per gallon. Great. Yeah. But when you when you combine the two, you get up to 105 miles per yeah, gallon. Yeah, the plug-in part. That's cool. Yeah. Like that's 105 a, miles per gallon. Yeah, that's amazing. How far, well, Anthony, how far do you drive to work and back every day? Uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, so but mile, mileage. Miles. I would say it's less than five. Less than five. Yeah. You could go to and from work uh, for like three like days. 20 times, yeah. yeah. Well, three days. Yeah. It does tw- how many miles on a single charge of electric? Uh, how, how many miles will it do? 105 miles per gallon. No, no, that's per, per gallon equivalent, oh. MPGE. Oh. Yeah. So what does it do? How many miles on electricity does it do? 40. 40. Oh, yeah. So what's that? Half of that for you do 10 a day. So, yeah, you could do like four days a week. That's crazy, man. Pretty incredible. Yeah, without even putting gas in it. So you could probably every night you charge it up. I mean, you would never I'm ever use the gas in it. I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to think of what how often I would be at the gas station. I mean, coming out to this the Our Auto Expert Studio is what twenty miles for you? Seventeen miles, didn't you say? Around that, yes. Yeah. So if you charged it here and then went back home, 
Well, you wouldn't use it. I mean, you could pretty much go all week without using any gas. Spectacular. That's beautiful. So that's the thing, man. Like what? Like I get being all electric. I understand the underlying message of that. I get it. But the hybrid thing is really cool, man. And you know, doing the math. Of course, these are all you know estimates because you could use the car less or more. Um, but annually, it's going to save you close to 750 bucks a year in just about 4K in five years. Right. I really like passive saving money, Nick. It's kind of like reverse crypto. Passively saving <laughs> money in my pocket instead of just passingly make it. I mean, is there, is that, did I just make a new math equation? For yeah. saving crypto, money. Go hybrid. I'm yeah. Just trying you have to work it out of my head how that actually works. But okay, go on. Because you have more money. Because you don't spend it. I think I just made a math equation. So, M yeah, money. I'm going to go to a couple professors to see if that actually works. Nick but. just lowered you a, a level. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like there's an equation there with an E and an X in it. And then it would, no, it makes sense. You guys, I'll explain it more in detail later. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, Nick, it, when, I was, when I was looking at the car and I was doing stuff, I found a couple things that I personally haven't seen in other places. And I think sometimes as a new driver, I have a unique perspective. Okay. Um, so one of the things I have seen before, sort of, so I just lied, but not into the depth that I've seen it. So um, Ford has the Ford Pass Connect, which is the oh, yeah. the app that goes with the car. Yeah, yeah. So cars, they I, they are there are apps for other cars. I get it, but this one does everything for you. It okay. will remote start your car. Yeah, yeah. Locate your car when yeah. you can't find it because yeah. that's a problem with me. It, you receive car health alerts, so when your car is coughing, it'll let you know. <laughs> so it'll say, hey, dude, your car just coughed. You better figure it out and take it to the doctor. Right. And in this situation, the doctor would be the mechanic. Right. Not the doctor. Doctor. But the All mechanic right. doctor. Right. Um, and then also, Nick, you, you, can, you can join up to 10 other cars in a Wi-Fi connection similar to the carefree attitude of Woodstock. Okay. Love is love. Everyone okay. can just get together in a circle and join Wi-Fi's and, you know, whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? We're all consenting cars. Oh, so you can join, like, 10, 10 devices can join with the car. Yeah. Okay. So we could go all go around the car and join our devices to it so we could have 10. We could play games. Yeah. All right. We could I do, we could play the new Lord of the Rings mobile. Yeah, we could. Um, <laughs> and then, Nick, they have a, a Ford Protect. It's an opt-in feature because it's more more dinero, but it's the only service that's recognized all over the place and in Canada and Mexico. When I went to Cabo, I was in a horrible car situation because we we paid to rent a car, yeah. and then when we got down there, they were like, yeah, you need to pay us more money, and we said we did that. And the guy was like, yeah, this is Mexico. What are you going to do? And so we paid the money and got the car. So you're not going to have to do that with Ford because it has a dealership that it'll, if you buy the Ford Protect, it says, you don't, you don't get to be mean to this car. Let's fix it. Oh. Because you're in the Ford family. Oh, so it, it takes care of you in Canada and Mexico. Both places. Yeah, I like that. So if you're getting poutine and in Canada, you're fine. And if you're getting aqua fresca in Cabo... You're also good to go. I think I get it, but okay. <laughs> you just, you have There's a lot still of... still a level of confusion, but all right. You just know that the the place above America and below has your back. Okay. They got you. It's kind of like NAFTA, but not. Yeah, kind of, but not. But you get, you're protected. Okay. The big place up above and the big place down below. I got it. Got you. 
Nick, there's new airbags in the um in the Ford Escape. Okay. There's a driver knee airbag. Yeah. Which is oddly specific, but I'm into it. It's very important. I could tell you why. Mm. I when could you, yeah, when, I could tell you why too. A lot of people slide under the seatbelt. Do you know that? Oh it's yeah. It's a big thing. When accidents happen, people slide <sharp> under the seatbelt. Oh, slide Nick. out. And their knee is the first thing to hit the um, just below the steering wheel. So a lot of people have knee and hip injuries from hitting their below the seatbelt. I have one. That's yeah. why I, my knee got broken. Yeah. Nick, I get it. Yeah. So that just clicked. Knee airbags are really important. That's a new thing. I thought that was a joke. Nope. Okay, but this, so let me, this this part I do think is cool. So you get the knee airbags, which is crazy specific, but you also get the overhead canopy. Yeah. Nick, I feel like that turns your car, if you get an accident, into like a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. You're just getting the knee airbags, the top, like, I wouldn't need emergency services. I would just eat my way out of the car if it was a marshmallow. <laughs> you won't. Unfortunately, those things are packed in some pretty nasty dust, and you wouldn't want any of that in your lungs or your mouth. Could you imagine if it was just, like, marshmallow fluff, though? Yeah. Like, don't worry about... There'd be a lot of sugar. <laughs> don't worry about calling the ambulance. I got this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat That's my That's a lot way of out. sugar. Well, you know, if you're going to die, <laughs> might as well. Uh, Nick, it also has... Nick, it has sliding rear seats. Yeah. That's convenient if you have a kid or yeah. if you just have a big cousin. Yeah. Relax. You, yeah, you can just chill just out. Just saying. Because sometimes it's hard for big people to walk. So you can just slide in the back and slide them in the back and they can just take a nap. Nick, did you know that with the titanium package, Nick, you get the hands-free foot activated t- lift gate? Yep. Kick it. Nick, all those years of soccer practice that I didn't do are paying off. I never played soccer. Did you play football? Yes. Do you notice how I switched it up to your proper your English, dialect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was the five foot four goalie. Stop. I was. Nick does have jumps. After after grade five, clearly wasn't playing. Nick, two and then, minutes. Two minutes, Andy. Nick, and then I got the Nick. I got the good one. Go. I got the nail in the coffin. Yeah, go. It's got it's a, a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, that might not be a good analogy no, for go. a car, huh? The marshmallow was a good one. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, it got a five star rating from everyone. Yeah. The National Traffic and Safety Administration gave it the illustrious five stars. Um, and then it got all five out of five stars for the Insurance Institute of for Highway, highway safety. safety. It said it said this car is cool because it makes a marshmallow when you get in an accident. The yeah. first car I've wanted to ever crash is this. <laughs> no, because, you haven't. No, because I want to have the marshmallow coverage. That is enticing. <laughs> it is, man. Could you imagine, like, dude, if you get in a car accident, you get covered in marshmallow fluff. That whole sentence is fun to say, first of all. And second of all, that would just be fun to, like, oh, dude, don't, don't. Call it emergency. I can. I got this. I'm hungry anyway, so it's fine. So Nick, not only is this car affordable with all the modern amenities you would want, but it's also one of the least likely to unalive you because it's so. It's so unalive you. It's got. It's got ten out of ten stars and marshmallow fluff safety ratings. This car is perfect. I guess all of those things are technically correct, but it's not necessarily a good way to pitch the vehicle i just feel like this car is worth the purchase because you'll be really safe and I, I will tell you from my point of view highly surprised at how much i like this vehicle did not expect it to be so amazing especially on the fuel economy and it was fun to drive too yeah and it has good audio and it's low too ingress and egress to get in and out it was really low i was thinking this is a great for the vehicles and the older folks yeah and the people that might have a little extra body weight all right we're up next we'll be right back you're listening to our auto expert 
Our auto expert radio show, a locally created, nationally celebrated, of course. This is the Our Auto Expert radio show. You can find it every single week, 24-7 on the website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Interesting news stories that we came across this week and I wanted to share with everybody. I know that, uh, Andy, you found a couple of interesting news stories as well. Well, right. I found I found a big one, and if you guys are, are listening at home, you guys have exactly three seconds to sit down because it's a big one. Okay, go. Now, okay, now you're okay. Here we go. So Ford, big old Ford, first on race day, revealed that they have a patent application uh, filed a little while ago, but it's coming, starting to come to fruition. Um, they have the patent is stated to be for a manual transmission with an electric clutch. Wow. One where the clutch releases hydraulics and pressurized by a master cylinder operated by an electronic actuator. This actuator receives signals to disengage either from the pressure sensor on the H pattern shifter or from an override attached to the clutch pedal, which would be connected to the clutch only electronically. So you would have a shifter, but you wouldn't have to de- depress the clutch. Right. So, as a sense, you just move the shifter through the gears, but it would do the 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 clutch for you. I feel like that's a good idea on paper, but all the people that prefer a manual isn't that taking the fun out of it? Because it does say it has a, a the clutch override that you could use the clutch, but you don't need to. Yeah. I like that idea because then any any the only thing that would be bad is that uh, millennials could still steal your car. Right, right now, millennials can't steal your car because they don't know how to drive it. That's uh, my hand is in the air. I <laughs> your car. What is about safe. you, Anthony? Can you drive a, a manual? Yes, I can. But also, okay. the first time I had a car where I drove one, the first thing that I had to fix was getting a new clutch. I mean, because of I had taught myself how to use it, and yeah. that was the first thing to go, of course. Oh, of course. But I feel like, yeah. wouldn't that's what I mean, like, someone who enjoys a manual, being able to do, like, that quick, like, that, what you guys do with, like, going to first to second, throw it. the clutch, it's throw it, like, it, yeah. isn't, you're taking the fun out of it, aren't you? Yeah, you bother then the override. Oh, yeah. So you can still so, get it. So one person that can and can't drive it in the family could both drive the car. Dude, sold. We need one. In our fleet, I'm scared. I just you I, might disable it, and then I'd be buying a new clutch anyway. And the clutch probably would be super expensive because oh yeah, it looks like it. It's yeah. And it's only, you and know it's going to happen in something like a GT, which is going to be a three hundred, five hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, I'm going to try and do something stupid and th- and throw it from second to fifth, and then it's just going to drop. Some cars on the you can do that already. Really? Yeah, like the Viper, you can it goes from second to fourth. You can would, miss gears second, I, second to fifth. I would definitely try that. Yeah. The idea is you're going fast enough to do it. Uh, here's a story. A Czech millionaire is being investigated over alleged 417-kilometer-an-hour highway driving in Germany, which translates to almost three, uh, 260 miles an hour he was doing on oh. the Autobahn. Now, the Autobahn technically has no speed limits. So that technically in itself is not illegal. But what is illegal is they're now saying that he was doing it dangerously. And they're saying that that speed then becomes dangerous because uh, you can. You, there is no speed limit. It's not about the speed, but 
going that fast yeah. is then a danger to other members of the public. Uh, he's being investigated for, and, and apparently for driving along the motorway in the state of Saxony. Um, the prosecutor has uh, in the office there has launched this probe uh, for the incident. The driver faces a prison sentence of, of up to two years and a fine. Uh, uh, apparently because of this uh, this driving infraction. The sports car, um, and this driver was from the Czech Republic, it was, he posted a video himself on YouTube of the drive, so he's partially responsible for getting himself in trouble. It happened in the summer in a, in a Bugatti Chiron um, on the A2 between Berlin and Hanover. He posted this YouTube video, um, and he posted a picture of the speedometer doing the speed of uh, 417 kilometers an hour, which I said was 260 miles an hour. Uh, and then in the written comments, he said that uh, he was doing it on that speed on the stretch. Um, and the video uh, took that portion of the video at four minutes and 50 seconds uh, is thought to have been even more of a problem because he was videoing it himself while he was doing the driving. And that is a portion of it. They're saying this was now uh, a gross misjudgment and violates traffic codes of reckless driving in Germany. The Ministry of Transport is now investigating this. So that was a... Wow. Man, I start to get... My palms start to sweat and I get white knuckly at like 85. I couldn't imagine 200... Like... How can you function? You're going so fast. How could you even have a hand free to hit record? Yeah, well, it's scary. <sighs> it's scary, scary, scary. There's another great picture I, uh, I showed you guys, but, uh, you know, speeding cameras, we all get whacked for that. There's a German, uh, an Austrian gentleman who was facing a $93 fine for speeding, but he didn't get the ticket, even though they have a photograph of him doing it, because uh, the Holy Spirit intervened. A white dove <laughs> flew in front of the camera at the very moment in front of his windshield and obscured his face. So the police cannot prove that it was him, even though they have the car and the license plate. They don't have enough evidence to actually convict him. So thank you, Holy Spirit. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's super brilliant. Does that come with the Pope Mobile? Uh, it probably does. Uh, a biker has been fined th- uh, $2,700 for uh, speeding on the same Austrian road 42 times in a row. That's just stupidity. Wow. Uh, Heimo Volkner was caught by the same device every day as he returned from work uh, at 3 p.m. Uh, 3 a.m. the same morning and he was uh, caught at uh, 15.5 miles an hour over the speed limit. Let me tell you, if you're that stupid, you deserve to be caught. No doubt. Uh, an Italian town catches 58,000 speeders in two weeks. One town, <laughs> after installing a speeding camera um, in, one posi- in one place, and the town only has 120 residents. That's uh, their own fault. A German teenager loses his driver's license 49 minutes after getting it uh, and getting uh, caught by German police. He was 18 years of age and he took his test, got his uh, got his driver's license there on the spot and a laser gun caught him doing uh, 60 miles an hour in a 30 zone and because he was doing 30 over and he was a new driver, he automatically lost his driver's license. Well, yeah, yeah. 
If you just read the driver's code and you knew the reasons you could lose your driver's license, grow up. You should have known what they were because you had just passed your test and you should have had all that knowledge freshly embedded in your brain. Yeah, what a dork. Does that become yeah. a record that someone tries to break? Like, is that... He wants his name in the record books. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Did. I don't think you go out to try and just lose your license after you spent so long just trying to get it. Yeah. But now you're a so, legend. Yeah, yeah, legend on the Our Auto Expert show in America, <laughs> three thousand miles away from I where would, you got your ticket. Man, I would laugh license. if Uber gave him a sponsorship and drove him around <laughs> everywhere. He probably deserves <laughs> it. I mean, what else is he going to do with the rest of his life? All right, stand by. There's more Our Auto Expert show on the way. We're going to talk to Ram. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening with Tesla and a bunch more. Here we go. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, and uh, we just got back from the Chicago International Auto Show. It kicks off the auto show season that we hope will go forward without any hiccups this year. And there are a lot of brands that showed up to show their latest wares and of course one of the most premium brands to be there a brand with a lot of big news was ram mike Cavell joining us on the phone he is the chief bottle washer the man in charge of plugging everything in and uh, the recent successes that ram has been championing uh pretty good 2021 for you mike well, first, Nick, uh, thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's good to uh, to speak with you always. And yeah, honestly, when I reflect on uh, on 2021 in terms of our full year performance, it was an incredible year. It was an incredible year in the round, probably the best year in the history of our brand. Uh, and I forget sometimes that we're still a relatively young brand. Uh, <laughs> became a standalone brand in 2009, but uh, second best year in terms of absolute sales volume, but best in terms of all around market share. The SSI scores and the MPS scores are all trending in the right direction. So despite all of those external headwinds, semiconductors and the like, fantastic year. Two things that I think uh, really marked the year was, first of all, um, you've been knocking at that number two position and you've been so close, so close, so many times. And uh, you finally succumb to uh, all the challenges and you manage to jump the fence and make it into the number two position, which was just so great to see you do that. And secondly, which was amazing, was um, you sort of cruised. I mean, everybody suffered horribly because of the semiconductors and, and not just that, but the parts shortages in general. But you managed to um, to really sort of put your elbows out by your side and sort of muscle your way through that, whereas many people just couldn't get past it. Uh, Ram managed to, to survive somewhat better than others. You know, I, I point to two things, and, and it's really about gratitude and thanks. I, I first look to our dealer partners who found a way to persevere, to turn inventory at rates, Nick, we've never seen before, selling directly off the transport carriers, embracing the sold order process, selling off of their tapes, but also uh, just to our purchasing and supply chain teams and being a part of, I'll say, the new global company, Stellantis. And of course, Ram is much more of a global brand now than it's ever been. We're able to leverage, I'll say, the global scale or, or, or weight or heft, if you will, 
of the company to secure those chips. But man, I tell you, I am so proud of the the collective team, and and that uh, that really manifested itself in in the result. You know, the, the past, Mike, is always great to talk about and our achievements, and we learn from that, and we learn what we did, and it helps us create a path forward. But the future is what we all want to know about, and um, you've been turning to the future. You, sa- you had some announcements, first of all, um, announcements in the short term in Chicago, so let's talk about that. Yeah, so uh, the, the main, uh, really the purpose of the reveal for, for Chicago was to introduce uh, what we're calling our um, our built to serve, our second edition of our built to serve models. Now, obviously, many of our customers, most are familiar with our built to serve adage. It's it's really who we are as a brand. Uh, it's as much ethos as it is anything else. And uh, the first edition, you may recall, uh, were inspired by the uh, the armed services, and uh, so we created five bespoke. Uh, custom editions for each of the branches of the armed services and all of those. Nick, if you remember a previous conversation, all of those sold out. In fact, we had to go back to supply chain and, and basically beg for more right. because the demand was so high. But um, but so we thought, why not? Um, what better way to honor the men and women of our uh, critical first responders as well? And so that's what inspired this firefighter edition, which is what we revealed in Chicago. And and it's just it's a it's a striking truck. Um, you know, you feel like most of the cars you see on the road today are, are black only or, or gray. This has got a beautiful red line, deep colored hue. I mean, just striking with uh, many exterior and interior cues as well that really help it stand out. I think it looks amazing. And um, I've already had two phone calls from two fi- local firefighters asking how they can get them, <laughs> which is yeah. they, uh, if we actually are situated right next to a fire station. I can overlook the fire station from my window here. And uh, there's nothing but trucks in the fire and in, in the fire station, the guys own trucks, the firemen own trucks. Um, and they're, I'm sure, are going to be buying a lot of these. They are uh, they are truck guys. And it's nothing but an honor to them for everything that they do every day. So I think that's that's an absolute uh, no-brainer. Um, and people love firemen and they love trucks. So I think uh, well done for you. And uh, it's great to see something adventurous. And it's really good to see somebody, I don't think, in, in my head, I don't think I can think of anybody else that's done a vehicle honoring firefighters. They've done vehicles, sort of firefighter-esque vehicles, but I don't think anybody's ever done a vehicle honoring firefighters. So I think that's a really good uh, really good thing and, and well done. I think that's absolutely great. Um, and so well done on that. But there's other things in the future as well for you guys. And this is something that's been talked about for two years, but you've hinted to it in a video and you sort of laid out a path for the future of RAM. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we are, we, I think RAM has a history of delivering the right truck, the right product at the right time when our customers need it. And we are in fast forward, I would say full motion on our plan to bringing a segment redefining Ram 1500 full battery electric vehicle into the marketplace from 2024. And uh, I think it's really important. And, and that's really what the Ram revolution was all was all about. Because if you remember, when we brought the latest edition of the Ram 1500, Nick, we really changed the way people thought about what a pickup truck could be, didn't we? With the, the, the attention to uh, detail on the interior. When you climb into one of our cabins, the first thing you notice is how comfortable and how quiet it is. Technology all over the place. We have back seats that do front seat things. They're heated. They're cooled. They recline. 
Well, we're going to take all of that DNA, combine it with input from our fans and customers who join us at the RamRevolution.com uh, hub, and then we're going to electrify it. And um, it's with full knowledge of what our competitors have announced that we will push past them. In fact, we will push past what customers even expect uh, in terms of delivering more range, more power, more capability, and more functionality when we bring our suite of solutions into the market from 2024. I think that's uh, that's probably the most exciting thing ever because, you know, there's other companies that uh, that have been trying to, uh, I would say, outdo each other. And I love the fact that you always sit there just quietly on the sidelines, letting everybody duke it out. And then you go, and here's the right thing to do. And here's the right thing to do. And you've done that for so long. I, I sat back and watched another company reveal a new truck uh, recently. And uh, it was a trim level. And uh, hearing all the journalists say, it's almost as luxurious as the, the 1500s interior. The screen's almost as big as the, as the 1500s uh, screen. <laughs> it's quite funny to see that you, you came out with this huge screen uh, in 2017. And nobody's quite got there yet, have they? You still, still, still have the biggest screen in the business. Well, that's, uh, and that, that's really pointing to that, um, I would say, uh, that risk-taking, that forward-thinking, that we had the courage to do that back then and, and look at the, the trend that it's become. And, and that's what we plan on doing again when we bring our solutions to market. But let me be very clear. This is the, the winner in all of this is the customer. Yeah. And Ram's mission with EV trucks is to be the best. That's, that's why I do what I do. That's why we do what we do. And that is to design and build trucks that that solve our, 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 I'll say our owner's real needs. And, and um, we're going to build an EV truck that is all truck and no compromise because Nick, I, I know that there's a lot of hesitation out there. I know that there's anxiety for sure. And there should be because pickup truck buyers and owners still need their trucks to do what they want them to do in terms of towing and hauling. And we understand. Um, I was going to research is telling. I was, what, gonna what, I was just gonna say, go what, what research is telling us is that, is that, Oh, truck contenders are more open-minded to heavy electrification than ever before, perhaps, but they're not willing to sacrifice on those core attributes. Yeah, and that's really important. What's the timeline for information? When will we find out more? When will we know? When? when? Because it's uh, we all know as journalists it's pointless asking the questions uh, unless they're asked at the right time. So 2022 is going to be a very, very busy year for RAM. We're going to have a constant drumbeat of RAM tech and EV news throughout the year. Um, in the meantime, please visit us at ramrevolution.com. Sign up to be an insider. It's kind of like having a backstage pass. And we'll continue to provide meaningful, meaningful updates, but we'll also give you a chance uh, to send in your input as well that will help us uh, design the, the concept vehicle itself. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun year. Okay, so we'll 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 expect new product this year, and we'll expect the the final outcome in twenty twenty four, and along the way we'll see bits and pieces of the information emerge. Exactly, exactly right. All right, we're, we've got a lot to look forward to, but until then, of course, we can uh, we can celebrate um, some new products along the way, and celebrate the new firefighter edition, and the and and your big powerful uh, uh, trucks as they stand right now. Um, do we see more trucks coming to market in between now and then? chips uh, lightening up a little bit between now and the end of the year yeah, every time i say that something else happens i mean it's still <laughs> the, the, the sad reality of it is it's still a very fluid situation is it stabilizing overall yeah a touch 
but it's still really volatile. Um, yes, we have uh, two more additions uh, with respect to uh, the uh, the first responder group with EMS and police officers. We've got some more heavy-duty news coming later in the year. So there's a lot going on at RAM. It's going to be an exciting year, exciting next couple of years, quite frankly. And uh, so we're really looking forward to it. Thanks for everything you've done for the brand, uh, Mike, and uh, the firefighters. Thank you for everything you've done. And, and thanks for honoring them as well, Mike. Mike Koval is uh, the guy at the head of the RAM brand, and he's just unveiled the next uh, few years of chapters, electrification on its way. This is our auto expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 at ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider course car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles. Well, if you thought it was a good idea for Bronco to go to the King of Hammers, you'd be right. Bronco dominates the ultra four-stock racing class at King of Hammers with a one two, three, win. That's exactly what they were hoping to do. And joining us on the phone to talk about it is Esteban Plaza Jennings from the Bronco marketing team. Esteban, you've had a very, very busy week at the Chicago Auto Show showing off some of your uh, Bronco wares, but it goes without saying that you've also had a very good past year or so with Bronco, well-received in all of its different uh, formats, and especially at the King of Hammers, uh, the Bronco Raptor, of course, well-received, and the King of Hammers was a great triumph for you. Did you actually expect to get such a big win? Yeah, I mean, I think we knew the trucks were going to be very competitive going in. Um, We leveraged a lot of the learnings. Um, that we have had out there testing our Broncos as we've developed them over the past couple of years. Uh, the the win though was was pretty tremendous. Yeah, we we got first, second, and third um, in the forty six hundred stock class. So that was really exciting for us to see and and use as a proof point for uh, just the capability of the the Bronco. How much did the the Bronco get built for this type of thing? Because King of the Hammers, there really isn't any other race or any other event like it in the United States. It's it's very specific. It's a it's a something that people spend a long time getting their vehicles ready for. And clearly, the Bronco was exactly at least the forty six hundred race class was exactly what this vehicle was ready for. Yeah, I think the kind of the varied nature of the off-roading at King of the Hammers is what appeals to us so much from a manufacturer perspective. The fact that the vehicle can be proven out in high-speed desert racing, as well as short course racing and competition rock crawling, um, make for a, a great trifecta of off-road environments for the Bronco that that we were very excited to to take on. Is there a lot of uh, King Hammers fans out there that are getting ready to sort of buy their own Broncos and do their own thing with it? Because it seems like that's the hardcore Bronco fan right there. Yeah, we certainly hope so. Um, It's always great to go out to the event and see the classic Broncos running around the desert. But um, this year we had a Bronco base camp at the event for for new Bronco owners, um, and we had uh, several hundred come out with their new trucks uh, and, and hang out with us at the race. I went to a Bronco fan site this week, 
just because uh, we, I knew I was going to be doing live TV um, for most of the TV stations around the country, WGN uh, in Chicago. And, and I wanted to look up some of the stats about Bronco orders and, and Bronco owners to really see where the trend was. And it's there's some really interesting trends with the ordering of Bronco. Um, and I wanted to see sort of where the core was of what people were buying um, and what they were actually getting. And interestingly enough, um, I guess two-door is a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, 40% of the people ordering are ordering two-door. Is that Does that surprise you? Yeah, I don't. Um, it's not quite that high. Um, I'm not sure where the numbers were on what enthusiast site, but a lot of those are, you know, people self-reporting. So yeah, of course. Um, yeah, you get some bias there, but it is it is higher than we expected for sure. Um, I think that you know we have a lot of enthusiasts who are kind of the early adopters for the vehicle, so it's not. Uh, it wasn't a big surprise to us, at least, that the two door um, is selling so well. And it also seems that there's certain color schemes that are very, very popular. It looks like you really hit the nail on the head with Area 51. That seems to be the color that everybody wants. Yep, that is our number one color. It is. <laughs> it has been very successful, to your point, um, which I think uh, the folks in the design studio who work on our color and materials were very excited to see. That was kind of an internal favorite as well. And surprised, too, that uh, it's not one engine particularly dominant over the other. I would have always thought that the 2.7 was going to be the massive engine, but, but the, the smaller engine is actually uh, is getting a lot of love as well. Yeah, no, the 2.3 is a great motor um, with 300 horsepower and 325 pound-feet of torque. It's definitely no slouch, and um, I've been driving one all weekend with the manual transmission, which has been a lot of fun. And, and and then again, you know, we all know that the Sasquatch is going to be a great package for everybody, but not everybody's ordering it. It's not everybody. It's not coming out on every vehicle. Yeah, well, it's uh, that's another one where um, the demand has exceeded our capacity to, to build Sasquatch. <laughs> so we've had just overwhelming demand for that, um, which is great to see. I mean, we knew that when we developed the Bronco, that was one of our key tenants was that we had to have 35 inch tires from the factory. Yeah. Um, and we're glad to see customers embracing that and, and purchasing it. It's also very uh, interesting to see that uh, there's in, there's such an uptake. And I asked, you know, Gian the other day uh, from Ford, it, why so many trim levels? You know, we have the Pope, we have the Everglades version, you know, and he said, well, we started this long before we realized that, for, that the Bronco would be so popular. And, um, and now when you start a project so far out in advance, you know, to give these, give everybody all these different versions of it, you know, you don't just stop something because it's popular. You continue with the plans that you had, um, you know, months ago. Um, and you don't, it's like when you start developing a car that, you know, should be developed, you don't just stop because something is already too popular. Um, you keep going. Um, do you think the Bronco is too popular already? Uh, I'm not sure there's such a thing that anyone would say within the, the company that something is too popular. I mean, we're obviously very um, overwhelmed with the enthusiasm for Bronco, and we love that. Um, and I think the the Raptor and the Everglades coming out this year, um, the way I like to kind of think about it is we're, we're the Everglades is only going to be available to existing order holders, right. and the majority of Raptors are going to go to existing order holders. So. Yeah. These new versions are kind of a, 
we like to think of them as a thank you to our customers who've been patient and, and waiting for their for their trucks. That's a good way to look at it, I guess. The orders don't increase just because you do special orders. Uh, Esteban, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's always a pleasure to see you at auto shows, and I think you've done a, an amazing job with these vehicles, and congratulations. I know we're a couple of weeks uh, late on the King of Hammers, but we definitely wanted to talk to you about it because you've done a great job with it. Another success for, uh, for Bronco. This is our auto expert. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on TikTok. You can also start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. All you have to do is direct message us uh, and Andy will answer that car question because... We make him do all the difficult things here on Our Auto Expert. Uh, Our Auto Expert is where two million Americans uh, listen to and get their automotive news daily. OurAutoExpert.com uh, Andy, are you, uh, are you having car questions to answer daily? I, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of questions that I get about oxygen sensors <laughs> and leather, leather for your car. You, and how to clean it? Yeah, and the, the new uptick in vegan leather. Uh, vegan leather, which is, which isn't that is, an oxymoron? Vegan leather, pleather. Yeah, it's like. It, well, it, can can leather be vegan? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't me, leather be defined from an animal. And do you know? And, and yeah, and they the 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 vegan leather is basically just banana skins and rinds. But can it be leather? <laughs> isn't doesn't leather mean it's defined from an animal? Well, can you have yeah. vegan chicken? Yes, because it's made of like mushrooms and. and yeah, but it's not thinking. chicken if it's vegan. To answer all these questions, joining <laughs> us, joining us, joining us from Kier is James Bell. James Bell, can you have vegan leather? It's leather-like. Okay, <laughs> I, it's, it's it's providing the leather luxurious experience without um, the impact on the animal, and it is quite the impact on the animal. See, nice. See, well, well said. James yeah. has all the answers. Thank you. Leather-ish. <laughs> I think you did more TV interviews than I did in in Chicago, James. Um, you know what? Based on the sound of both of our, our voices, <laughs> it was a rough day. I mean, you know, it was very ego, ego bathing, but it was early mornings and there was a lot of cameras. Mm-hmm. There's nothing ego bathing about uh, standing up in your hotel room at, at 4.15 in the morning <laughs> to say, yeah, I'm going to go talk on TV. But you know what? We're talking about cars. And so if we're going there to talk about politics or something heavy, that'd be different. But it's cars. There is a couple of things about Chicago Auto Show that I do dearly love. First of all, it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside. The hotel is connected to the convention center. So you don't have to go outside. You you can walk inside from the hotel to convention center. That is the one thing I do dearly love about that show. Um, it, It was a fun time. And you had a pretty amazing amazing display uh you announced Mm -hmm. a new plug-in hybrid sportage that's right yeah we of course at the los angeles auto show back in uh november see i told you too much too much fun (laughs) uh uh, we launched the new um gasoline powered and hybrid version of the sportage so that was the the first chance the world got to see but then we followed it up with the plug-in version which we actually think is going to be a bigger uh, quotient of the overall sales of this car than, than the plug-in version typically is of, uh, of other brands of cars. We, we feel like um, the Kia Electric Way is catching on in a, in a big way. You know, the EV6 is doing some amazing things in, in the reviews market right now and, and uh, already on sale in Europe and doing incredibly well. And so uh, Kia and Electric seems to be kind of connecting in a very nice way. And 
And I think the plug-in version is going to be a great uh, kind of, uh, you know, short bridge over to that space. I do like it very much, and uh, I would, you know, very much like to have one. I love the reaction when I bring the crew over, and the first thing out of their mouth is, this is a Kia? You know, that's always yeah. that's always a good yeah. feeling, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a good, bad feeling, because that tells us we still have work to do. You know, the Kia brand, for many, many years, was, uh, I like to call it, the used car alternative. Uh, it, it didn't have a ton of... Uh, you know, automatic desire. It was just something rational. And so we've been trying for the last uh, seven, eight years to really move it into that emotional appeal and, and uh, that, that, in, that natural interest. And uh, we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. And moments like that reflect on the old past, but it also means we've moved into new space. So I, it, I, I, guess, think, uh, I think we're getting there. I guess it means that we probably haven't done as journalists our job as well as we should have done because you've been telling well, us that, and I understand that, but then clearly the people <laughs> we're telling aren't listening. So, well, Nick, it, it's not you. It's everybody else. Yeah. You, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. the, the, so let's – and I know we need to talk about the, the Stinger because that's important sure. too, but this, this is a sedan – that acts much the same as a two-door sports car, um, yeah. and yet is is not. It is a, a really delicious combination of things. I mean, I, I have one as my personal car, as you know. Uh, I can go to the airport and pick up my mother and all her things, and it all fits very nicely in the back, um, you know, without even needing to use the back seat, uh, you know, in most cases. Uh, I can then, uh, you know, take people out for a, a lovely meal, up in L.A. and, and luxury and comfort and style and, and do it quite rapidly if you need to. But then if I need to, you know, just run to the market, it's the kind of car you jump in and you're like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm glad I'm in this. So it's a very versatile vehicle, but it's all really got some amazing bones and, and uh, DNA. And that DNA, since the Stinger was launched in 2018, is drifting very, very nicely into the rest of our lineup. And this is what I really, really hoped uh, when we launched the Stinger uh, I, I was like, please let this car become a, you know, a, 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 a rock into a lake and let it create waves that just go on and on and on. And that now we're, what, almost four years later, and that's exactly what's happened. Even with things like the Telluride um, and your other vehicles, mm -hmm. the sales yeah. of the K5 and the Stinger are still strong. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it's this funny thing, you know, and I'm sure on your great show you reported it, that Many of our very large manufacturing uh, uh, competitors got out of this kind of business. Yeah, uh, you know, stepped away from sedans or or sports uh, five door kind of vehicles, and and so you know, in some cases, uh, other companies might sit back and look at their own product lines and say, hmm, maybe we should keep up with the Joneses on this, but not Kia. We say, oh, really? Great, we're going to bring something better, and and that's exactly what's happened because you're right. The K5 has completely blown away our, our numbers from the old Optima that it replaced. And the Stinger has just done, again, a fantastic job of, of resetting the Kia brand. And, and those are two cars that, if you speak to some of my friends at uh, some of the other car companies, would say, don't bother. Nobody buys them. Well, it, it's the impact from them. And in the case of the K5, a heck of a lot of people buying them, too. Yeah, and there's this also thought pattern now that uh, yeah. we all grew up, a lot, of, a lot of younger folk grew up with their parents owning things that are the size of the Sportage or in that size vehicle, and they don't want to own what their parents owned. And they want something that's slightly different and more fun, and they, they don't want to be paying, you know, that parent age automatically. They want to have something that's a little bit more their own style and reinvent their own lives. And the Stinger is the perfect thing to do that. I, I totally agree with that. I think um, types or styles of vehicles, as well as brands, 
have uh, those kind of um, pendulum swings. I mean, you know, it, let's just say it out loud. Uh, brands like Oldsmobile and Pontiac and and uh, maybe, you know, others that are still alive that we don't know why uh, were suffered because as, as, as kids grew up and that's what they were raised in, they didn't want to drive what their parents drove. So they bought Toyotas and Hondas and Nissans yeah. and other things. And that was the option. Now shoot ahead another uh, generation or so. And you've got an opportunity where mm, maybe I don't want a Toyota. Maybe I don't want a Honda. Maybe I want something different again. And that's where brands like Hyundai, Kia, Mazda, others can kind of slot in. So uh, it, it's an interesting time. That's that's the great thing about this business. Nothing ever stands still. I mean, you and I just saw each other in Chicago, and we kind of feel like we know what's going on in the car business. Well, let's meet again in 12 months and see if we still know what's yeah. going on. And you've, you've actually mentioned so much in those last four sentences. And I think what the real summation of that is, and this goes for careers and the car industry and everything, if you don't reinvent yourself – on a yeah. constant basis, then you just become irrelevant. And that's what you've yeah. said. I mean, and then it's the same for careers and it's the same for us and it's the same for the industry. You have to constantly reinvent yourself. Otherwise, you become stagnant. We do it all the time as individuals with our careers oh, yeah. and with our, and the vehicles have to be exactly the same because you've you got to, to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just it, it's natural. And you, and you found a, uh, you know, a recipe that works, but it, and you can ride that for quite some time, but it's not forever. Yeah. And so it's it's challenging and it's uncomfortable sometimes to reinvent. But uh, that's what I do love about working for Kia because this place is constantly doing that. Are they still a challenger brand? You know, grand question. Wow, we're getting into some good stuff here, Nick. Uh, I don't think so. Not nearly. Well, okay, I'm going to back that up. Uh, yes, to, to the extent that you said that when you bring your crew over, they say, wow, that's a Kia. That's the challenge we still have to break down. Okay. We want people to walk up and go, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good-looking Kia. Or you know, I'd expect something like that from Kia. Then the Challenger brand, uh, you know, quotes is is maybe going to be washed away. But until then, we still know we have work to do. And, and as we just so eloquently eloquently discussed, uh, being a Challenger brand brings the energy of reinventing yourself all the time. So I, I kind of hope we have that Challenger spirit for a long time. And, and knowing uh, the people that I work with, I, I believe that's the case. Maybe the response to that is, is you know, when somebody says, "Is mm -hmm. boy, is that a Kia?" Then the response should be, "You're clearly not paying attention." Ah, you know, well, I'm because, that for sure. Yeah, because because obviously that I mean I'm paying attention. There are vehicles right. in the Kia lineup like the Carnival. Um, mm -hmm. And the Telluride that you, you, you nobody should have missed. I mean, I used to get thumbs yeah. up when I pulled in within a Bugatti or when I pulled in in a you know in something incredible into a parking lot. I get thumbs up in uh -huh. a Carnival now from Mum, Dad, and the kids. I mean, I really right. do. That was the first minivan I've ever pulled into a parking lot in where I got thumbs up from the whole family, and I really did. <laughs> and 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 I was surprised at that. So so the the truth is, um, if you're not paying attention, yes. Yes, that's the sort of thing you would say. Um, so the people who mm -hmm. aren't paying attention are the people that tell me, is that a Kia? And that's the truth. Well, you know, and, and the average American is in market once every, what, seven to 11 years. And you know, as oh, I yeah. said earlier, we, we lit the fuse on this uh, rocket about seven years ago. So if, you're, if you've not been in the market for a while, I think you're going to be pleasantly uh, impressed by what you find. There you go. And if you want to uh, not have to worry about uh, staying in with the in crowd, you should go test drive a Kia. 
because uh, you there. clearly have not been paying attention. The Kia Stinger is now... <laughs> yeah. Now it sounds like we're, we're berating them, Nick. That's not good. <laughs> well, no, but we're, we're also informing and helping people understand and helping people, okay. you know, be in the in crowd. We're giving you an opportunity to sit at the uh, the seniors table in the high school dining room. Uh, Kia.com oh. is where you can find out. James Bell is the uh, guy who has all the information. And thank you, James, for being on the show. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. This is Our Auto Expert. Find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. If you direct messages, Auto Andy will answer the question. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily at Our Auto Expert. Anton Wallman is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at Seeking Alpha or The Street. He joins us on the phone. Anton, so we are just a month away from seeing the brand new VW hippie van, as you like to call it, but we know it all as the VW bus. Um, It's been uh, over uh, half a year in the wait. It's a bun in the oven, as some people like to call it. It's been in development, uh, very long anticipated. So what are we likely to see? Um, Is it going to come to market? Is it truly here? All the things we've heard about it, we've seen some in camo, we have some details. Tell us what we're looking forward to. Yeah, Nick, we often talk about what is going to be the seminal product that we will look back to for calendar year 2022 and said what really made a mark, something that really was desirable, that is going to have wide appeal, not necessarily in terms of sheer numbers, but that everyone will be talking about in many cases, simply inspire people to go back into a showroom and look at it. Maybe they'll end up buying something else, but something that will really motivate people to see something that's new. And the Volkswagen bus here... Uh, that has been really uh, in prototype format, um, sort of uh, uh, concept format for about 12 years in various iterations, really was in January of 2016 that Volkswagen put its foot down and said, look, this is definitely coming. And they had a a concept that was shown. So if you uh, draw the uh, timeline from uh, January of 2016 till now, you can kind of see that This is a bun, indeed, that has been in the oven here for over half a decade, for about six years at this point. So that is a longer than average development time. And I really think that it speaks to the fact that they really want to make sure that they get this product right. And from what we can tell, they're going to show this product here about a month from now, and it will be in production here roughly by mid-year, at which point it will first go on sale in Europe, Uh, And then there will be a slightly modified version that will, for some reason, appeal to or otherwise conform to the um, tastes and and regulatory requirements uh, for the U.S. market. So those of us uh, and those of you in the United States will probably have to wait until sometime deep into calendar 2023 before the U.S. showrooms will have it. But I think that you can imagine here, Nick, that the reporting coming out of Europe and in terms of what will be actually available Uh, for the European consumer to take delivery of here no later than the third quarter of this year, Nick, I think it's going to be very exciting and I think it's going to get a lot of attention in the media, Nick. The one thing that we really have to find out is price, right? Because if they price it incorrectly, it'll probably be a failure. If they price it correctly, it'll be a massive hit. 
Yeah, I think, Nick, this is a kind of product where if you think about the interior volume of this thing, you can create all sorts of things with it. You can have a very basic a couple of versions where one is just a, a package delivery van almost that will be uh, really primarily for fleets. And then you can have one which is a very basic passenger mover van where it's basically a large kind of a, just a minivan competitor as it were and then you can imagine various other exotic versions a home office say something that's a specialist for the surfer or whatever it is something that will drive the price up uh, you know uh, materially but i do think that the more basic versions of this I don't think that we are going to get sticker shock on this thing. I don't think we're going to see something with a sort of six, six, uh, 60,000 plus on the base price on something like this. I do think that for the, for the less expensive versions, I think it'll be attainable. I think it'll start probably uh, closer to the 50,000 mark, 50, 55,000 mark. And I think that uh, there will be other versions if you want to have something truly unique, which may not be available even from day one. It might come a year or two into production. Uh, some of some of these more exotic iterations of an interior, well, then you may, may have to pay more. So let's look at something that's already on the market that's uh, as close as we know. The This week, the Ford... Uh the Ford van went on sale, their, their vehicle. It does 126 miles, which is pr- clearly not far enough, but it comes in four different flavors. The The VW van will be slightly smaller than that and probably have a better range, right? Well, the Volkswagen one will have a dramatically greater range. I mean, you can imagine here that this is based off of what is already today in the Volkswagen ID4 in particular. And uh, this battery size and shape will have evolved so that uh, certainly the VW bus here could even fit a larger one. And at the low end of the range, the Volkswagen ID4 will have roughly in the 250-mile range. And you can imagine that even though the bus here, the Volkswagen bus, is a little bit larger, maybe a a shade less aerodynamic, I think that uh, something uh, well over 200 is certainly the absolute minimum to which uh, they're going to go to market here in just, uh, just a few months from now. So we're probably looking at range somewhere around uh, mid-200s, and maybe if you get a super extended battery, a bigger battery, it may go up around 400, something like that? Yeah, so the Volkswagen ID4 has about an 82-kilowatt-hour battery, uh, gross anyway, and that one is close to the 250 mark. So with that same battery, you're probably talking about a slightly lower range for the bus, maybe 220-some-odd miles. But if you can fit a bigger battery, like 100, 110 kilowatt hours, for example, then you could certainly bridge that gap and get into the closer to the, say, 275 miles. So I think that for the various versions that may be available for this vehicle, I think you should be looking at kind of 225 to 275, depending on the battery size. And this is going to be available um, made from the factories in Germany, or is it going to be available in, made from Chattanooga? No, this, the bus will initially be made in Hanover, Germany, which is close, about a 45-minute drive from Volkswagen's uh, all-time headquarters in Wolfsburg. That's where they've been making uh, sort of gasoline-powered vans that haven't been sold in the U.S. Uh, so that's where they've been made, and this thing will be made in that factory here. Um, pre-production is already underway in the last few weeks, and uh, you know, consumers in Europe could end up taking delivery uh, possibly in the month of July. And the U.S. version, will that be made in the same place? My understanding is that at least initially it will be. Um, But uh, I do think that if this becomes a thing, as it were, we could certainly see that uh, just like uh, Volkswagen is now bringing in the next few months the production of the ID4 into its 
Chattanooga, Tennessee facility, you could see that because the underpinnings of this vehicle are going to be very similar, that it's relatively easy to manufacture this on the same line. I'm not saying that will happen in this time frame, but I'm saying that all of these uh, VW models that have a fairly similar set of electrical underpinnings, uh, it is easier than not to put them on the same line eventually. So I think that in a, you know, give it two or three years, I think uh, we could see it being made here in, in the U.S. They've made everything so you could uh, move it from one place to the other, sort of, uh, it's easy to transport from one place to the other. It's or they a can... little bit easier, yeah. There are, there, are, there are a few steps along the way there that will make it a bit easier. Uh, keep in mind that their supplier on the battery is SK, the Korean company has built a factory on the northernmost edge of the state of Georgia where it borders Tennessee. So it's a fairly short way to truck those heavy batteries up to the Chattanooga, Tennessee factory. And so that will be a different battery than what will be built into the vehicles that will be produced inside the country of Germany. Excellent. Anton Wallman is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at the street or at Seeking Alpha. Um, He's probably the most intelligent person that knows anything about uh, battery electric vehicles and of course uh, the autonomous car we'll be back next week uh, please do listen to us at ourautoexpert.com we'll see you then you've been listening to our auto expert with nick mile find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com please follow us on all social media twitter facebook and instagram at our auto expert and message us for a quick and witty response 